0: Now that you've got your business going, do you find that your packaging solutions is not what you expected it to be? It's become a giant headache, you're not sure where to start, you've printed labels, you've ordered jars, you've gotten boxes, and still nothing is working for you? Well, today on episode 131 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, I am going to talk to you about the rights and wrongs, the do's and don'ts, and the most effective way to get the right packaging for your product and some of the tips and ideas and techniques and experience that I have had creating my own packaging and how we started out and what we ended up with. So get your seatbelt on because it's going to be a wild ride of information. So let's get started. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources. Art marketing, along with decades of experience, to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. We are on episode 131, and I am going to just get right into it because I get so many questions of people asking me about packaging. How do I start? What do I do? What size do I create? What kind of box should I get? How thick should the box be? What color should the box be? What size should my bottle be? I'm selling lotions and potions, and where do I go? I'm creating a food product. What kind of container should I have? I make candles. What kind of jar and container should I use? This list is ever-growing, and it's always interesting. And I'll tell you, I have learned, because I have created my own packaging, and I have created it from a reverse engineering standpoint to an intended engineering standpoint, and we're going to go through a little bit of that today. I want to start off this episode by mentioning that What prompted this is not only the amount of questions that I receive, but but I do listen to several different podcasts, and I love listening to podcasts that have all different kinds of information on it and historical factoids of how things are created and how things are invented. Now, I do listen to this one podcast. It is called Surprisingly Awesome. It is a Gimlet Media podcast. This is something that was from almost three years ago. It was an episode on the history of cardboard. I do suggest checking out that podcast, of course, after you finish listening to this episode, and it's a real informative look on the history of cardboard, but not only do they talk about how cardboard was invented and how it was invented and why and all that good stuff, it's worth listening to because they go into the nitty gritty detail of the science of packaging. And that there are actual packaging experts and scientists out there who take into consideration the size and the cubic foot and the cubic inch and all that good stuff. Have you ever moved and realized that the size of the boxes, the small, medium, and large, always seem to have that perfect space? Whether it's for books or for kitchen appliances or for electronics, it's not by chance that they came up with these sizes. It is intentional. Now the one thing that I get asked is how did I get my packaging done for my products? Well, it's it's an interesting story and it's it's it started out pretty basic. I had um started making clocks and we started making mini pop art. I started making small framed artwork and we had initially picked out box sizes that were going to fit and we had factored in packaging and and not only the size of the box, but how much bubble or packaging foam would be in there and measured and ended up going to Uline.com for just some simple boxes that was going to be able to work for us. But we knew down the road that we needed something a lot more branded and moving toward that goal was in the back of our mind. But we had started out with just really nice, It was a one-piece integrated cardboard box that worked really well for us. In fact, I still use smaller versions of those boxes with my coasters and the ornament and some other smaller items that we have, and it still works for us. When I started manufacturing the clocks and we had the watches and then I had the pop art pendants, you know, different types of packaging for different types of things, we did have those manufactured specifically for us, that was created to the millimeter on the size that we needed. Now, I get a lot of people asking me about what to do as far as products and what kind of jar size for candles or for scented oils, what type of spritzer bottles for different kinds of products like hair products or lotions and that kind of thing. And my advice And what I have found works really well is always start small. And when I say small, I'm talking maybe one or two ounces. And to be able to allow yourself to create a product line for your customers, then start with something small. You could get two ounce bottles that have different kinds of lids. There's several different types of packaging manufacturers out there that can certainly work with you and help you out. What I have found is if you start very basic, smaller sizes, very simple labeling, very basic type of packaging, it only gives you room to know which products are going to work better. As you start building your product line and you can start seeing which of your items sell better, then of course at that time you can certainly look into more of a professional label. You can work into getting something that is labeling that is conducive for that specific type of application. A lot of people like myself have started out with very, very basic, something an Avery label that has been run through the laser printer and has served its purpose. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this. This is how some of the biggest lines out there today started. A lot of people will go ahead and invest hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars working on a product line, getting their sizes down, Working that angle, getting labels for each of those sizes, and each label has its own type of data on it. So you might have a lotion, you might have an oil, you might have a balm. If it's a health line, maybe you have a cosmetic. So you have, of course, the different colors of maybe eyeshadows or foundations. All of those need their own label. I cannot emphasize enough that less is more. Don't spend your entire budget on packaging until you have reached a determination of the products that you want to sell. Now, when I started creating my packaging, it was several, several years ago. I mean, we're talking about 2004, so it was a good 15 or so years ago. And there was not as many options online that you can get today out there. Now you can find so many resources on different types of colors of packaging, different sizes, and this is where I'm going to talk to you about reverse engineering your product a little bit. If you're not able to find something, let's say a carton size, that you need for a specific product, maybe rethink the product a little bit, if you're able to. Now I mentioned that i used to make these little mini pop art they were five by five framed images that we sold hundreds of and these were available in 200 different styles so we had over 200 different artworks that would fit into these standard five by five framed images and we tried a few things we got special bags for those at one point We got special cartons that were like a little lunchbox type of a carton that fit four. So if you bought four, this was at my gallery, if you bought four, then we packaged it up in those little lunchbox type of packages and it was pretty cute. So what we did is we, at that time, called it a mini pop four pack. But as we started reselling our items out to retailers, I should say, there were... A more of a need and demand to create an individualized packaging solution for each mini pop art. So my husband, Mark, he has manufacturing experience. He ended up finding a manufacturer who could work with us on specific branded cardboard packaging so what we ended up doing with the mini pop art packaging was created a package that had a little window cutout. it was just a little section of the very front so you can see the artwork and you can see the name of the artwork and you can see my signature but we didn't have to reinvent and create the entire library of images for each design so that actually worked out really really well because we were able to keep the SKUs. To a minimum, and we could certainly use the one package to be the brand for that entire mini pop art line. It was a bit of an investment, but I had already had my products on the market for about four or five years. At that time, I decided that I really thought it would be best for us to have their own packaging for the clocks, for the watches, for the necklaces, some of the jewelry, and, um, and for the mini pop art. That was the avenue we decided, but it wasn't something that I did overnight. Now, what I mean by reverse engineer, now, there was some products that I thought would work really well, and I could not find a box to fit them. So what I kind of did was went, stepped a few steps backwards, and found that if I slightly alter some of the sizes that I had to accommodate some of the packaging that was available, that would work. And it did end up working for us in some respect. If you're allowed to do that, if you're whatever you're doing as far as your product, then this is something that may very well work for you. Packaging is certainly a tricky thing. You always want to try to get it right on the first time. Maybe the color of the box is a blue that is not necessarily your style or your brand. So you may have to compromise. You might have to just get a white box and find a blue ribbon that fits it. So thinking outside the box, no pun intended, might be a solution for you if you're not able to nail it the first time around. Now, a lot of the large-scale packaging is typically done outside of the States because it is more reasonable, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, so many of our retailers out there are doing this and bringing it over in containers from you know China or, or other areas of the country. So if you're able to find somebody who can give you a cost per unit that is more reasonable inside the States and you want to stay local per se, then definitely search that out and see if that's something that you can afford and you can work with. Unfortunately, a lot of these paper manufacturers inside the United States, they have you know, unions and labors and all different kinds of things that cause them to have a lot higher price per unit. You know, we're talking, let's say $2 a box versus maybe 42 cents a box. So you have to figure out where your monies are going to be diverted to and that could be something that is ultimately the decision that you make. There are a lot of companies within the United States that will manufacture your box or carton or bottle. There are setup fees, there are per color fees, there are so many different things. That is why a label is typically better if you can get a four color process label. That is something that I would highly recommend if you're looking at getting a frosted bottle with two color silk screened imagery on it then you are looking at a large project which is going to be very very costly so if you're able to get away with maybe a transparent label or something that is white on white or whatever the case is then definitely research what is best for your brand now packaging designers is another specialty that i would definitely research i mean we've done it all here at my studio packaging design is one of the things that we specialize in at the time that we were manufacturing our packaging and manufacturing all the products we had actually hired out another firm to create that for me because i was not able to spread myself so thin i needed to get the products in shape so that we could get those to manufacture such as the watches and some of the pendants that were made overseas, I just didn't have the time to do the packaging. So we did hire a local group to be able to do that for us, and they knew exactly what we wanted, and it was a win-win, and we were really, really super happy. It is not typically something that you can get done in a week's time or a month's time. If you want to do it right, even on the basics, you should take your time, order different sample size bottles from different types of manufacturers, whatever you're looking at. You can find a lot of manufacturers on eBay that are selling little plastic bottles or glass bottles. You can find all different kinds of tops for the bottles with different types of applicators, whether it's a flip top lotion or a spritz sprayer or a tincture or maybe even something that is an eyedropper type of lid, there are so many universal bottles that can accommodate all different types of tops. I would definitely check all these out, consider all of these things before delving into ordering something that ultimately may not even serve its purpose with your with the product that you're looking for. One thing I also want to point out is you want to be able to stand out. You don't want to meld and look just like everybody else because people are buying a lot of package boxes or bottles or containers. So maybe think outside the box and think about what kind of packaging that you want. Maybe it, it's a bomb that goes inside of a box. Maybe it's something that is outside its normal type of thing. You want to be able to stand out, be different, be bold. Another place I found that you can find a lot of really great ribbon solutions and things like that is floral wholesalers. If you have a floral wholesaler in your area, that is a great way to get some ribbon samples on large scale, on bigger bolts than what they may sell at, um, at Joann's or at Michael's or Hobby Lobby. I know that I've had to run to Hobby Lobby or one of those, or Michael's for something quick because I'm working on a quick, quick project. So be sure to look for larger scale products for that and all different kinds of twine and ribbon and what have you. There are so many people doing so many different things with like products. I mean, if you are in the rustic type of industry and you're doing signs and rustic decor, you know, finding something like twine and really rustic type of threads or strings is something a little goes a long way with making something look totally cool. You can use those to tie off boxes. You can certainly get amazing ribbons with wire in them to help really accentuate what you're doing as far as your packaging. You can certainly take an ordinary box and really add your own flavor. Get a decorative label that you've get that you have that fits the very entire top of the box top that you're working on to make it your own. So there's so many different solutions. And of course, I am here. If you have, if you're in a quandary and you need help, I can certainly help you out with that. If you're looking to do something on a larger scale, definitely let me know because we have done packaging for a variety of different products that I have done. And this way you can get exactly what you want. But I would highly suggest doing something like that on a larger scale because you can't just order 500 of them. You have to order several thousand and there is an investment. So just some things to keep in mind. One thing I can say is just keep true to your brand and have fun with it. As you know, I never ask any opinions about any of design-related stuff to friends and family. They're gonna be the first ones to either tell you it's great regardless, or they can tell you it's crap regardless, and that's not gonna help you out. Try to find a really creative group to bounce ideas off of. If you want, send me an email, send me ideas. I will give you the true skinny. I would want to know more about your brand. And is that the thing that your family and friends are asking you? Are they asking you the right questions before giving you the advice that you that may or may not help you? So just keep that in mind. I do see this a lot. I work with a lot of people who say, oh, well, but my family and friends told me this. And then you wonder why it's not working for you. So there's a lot of things to consider. It's a lot more than just look and feel. There's a depth and a texture that also has to come along with that thought process. You know, companies like Chanel and Lancôme and Old Navy and all them, they're not they're not creating their labeling based on things that family and friends are. They're doing it cuz they hire professionals that they spend a lot of money on. So try to at least take an investment and consult with someone who is in the design industry whether it's you know, us here at the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, through my design services of Sonia Paz Design, or you know, just talk to someone locally that you know, or get an opinion like that that someone can help you out. So this is it for today, everyone. I am going to post the cardboard podcast in in my show notes so that you can certainly listen up and see what that is. If you are able to listen to the surprisingly awesome episode number nineteen about cardboard. It is probably one of the funnest 40 minutes that you will find, as far as listening to something as dull as cardboard, find that completely interesting. I did, but I'm a geek and I certainly like to hear things like that because it makes me really appreciate when you are handling something like cardboard, where it came from and how things work. You all have a great rest of the week. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. And of course, check out the show notes for other resources that I have put in there for you regarding packaging and some design. Have a great rest of the week, everyone, and we will talk with you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast, and the purpose of this show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the US. I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on facebook.com slash rockstarmentor, twitter.com crushitmentor, and instagram.com rockstarmentor. You can also reach out directly to me at mentor at And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit rockstarmentor.com. I have a ton of great resources and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast, but feel that you need some more one-on-one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me soniapaz Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or however you listen to your podcast. You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you later.